Welcome, guys. You're listening to the WFR Marriage Podcast, a conversation about marriage for marriage. My name is Trey, and as always, I'm here with my beautiful bride, Anna. We're here because we want to, we're passionate about strengthening your marriage and encouraging you to have a marriage that God designed. Actually, we have four people here who are um, passionate about marriages, and uh, so... So our very special friends, Alan and Lisa Robertson, and our guests, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yep. So you guys are no strangers to podcasts. I know you do the Unashamed podcast with your dad and Jason. We do, and we do uh, four a week now, and uh, they're all 48 minutes because there's like a slot where they go on for TV as well. And uh, so... You know, you think it'd be easy to do a podcast, but, you know, when you're doing four of them for almost four hours of content, it keeps us pretty busy. But it, we just do a big Robertson-style Bible study, so it works out pretty well. Right, right. Yeah. We're That's super cool. glad you guys are here. So mm-hmm. We're just going to jump right in, and uh, today we're talking about um, forgiveness and why it's so difficult and uh, we and why we desperately need uh, to forgive. And really, this is a bit of a heavy topic. It can be. Uh, you know, sometimes our spouse do does things and... Uh, says things to hurt us, and so uh, this is something I think we all deal with uh, in marriage. And the thing about it is, like it is, it's hard to forgive. It's not like it comes natural uh, to you to to forgive. And uh, I think it's it's something that can be um, overwhelming and uh, seem to be unfair at times. And I think without a proper a biblical perspective on uh, forgiveness, like it's nearly impossible. So let me just ask you, like, why is it so hard to forgive? Why don't we? Uh, well, I, I think it's, you know, we we talk all the time um, about, because Lisa and I have written a couple of books, and forgiveness is a, a really central theme in uh, both books. But it's so difficult because it goes against every bit of your human nature, mm-hmm. you know, to when you're hurt, to not want to respond with hurt. Right. You know, when you're attacked, to, to not want to respond with attack. And so I think it's one of those basic you know, things inside of every human being. Therefore, you get in a relationship where you have so many more opportunities to hurt, to harm, and sometimes not even meaning to. So with every one of those opportunities, of course, comes the opportunity to forgive. And so I find that that couples that can forgive immediately and, and ask for forgiveness for the small things have set themselves up to be able to you know, accept and receive forgiveness for the big things. Because let's face it, somebody steps on your foot in an elevator, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, oh, no problem, no worries, that's pretty easy. But one of you has an affair, you know, or does something damaging your relationship, then we got a whole other thing. But I, I do think living daily forgiveness, being aware, did I, did I, when I said that earlier, did that, it seemed like it hurt you. Well, you know, I am so sorry, will you please forgive me? I mean, for just the little thing, and therefore, it sets you up to be able to live a life that, if anything ever does happen at a big thing, a big level in your marriage, then you have that capacity to forgive. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I just think it's human nature. I think too. Um, whenever you forgive somebody, um, a lot of people think you're letting them off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. uh, they don't have to um, pay for the sins they've committed mm-hmm. against you. Um, and you know, the Bible tells us that whenever we forgive somebody, it's not for them. Um, in fact, they may not ever know, but the forgiveness is for us, you know, for us to re- be released from that hold that they have on us. Um, and so it's really quite the opposite. Um, whenever you forgive someone, 
um, you're actually doing away with the hold they have on you. Right. Not not the other way around. You know, it's it's not that they're being um, excused for what they did. You're just allowing God to release you from from their hold. And um, and I find that it, I mean it's very freeing whenever you know you forgive somebody and they don't have a hold over your life anymore. Um, but I mean I think that's why I think it's just because we feel as though. Whenever somebody harms us, that they have to pay for it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there needs to be some kind of penance. You got to pay, so I got to stay mad at you. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, you know, it, as long as you have those thoughts, uh, it's going to be very difficult. You know, to yeah. forgive. So if you think about it, the more you hold on to that, because she's right, that that way of thinking, it only harms you yeah. first. Mm-hmm before it even harms this person that you think, well, you've got to learn your lesson. And, you know, and I've had a lot of people, I mean, when Lisa and I, we had, I was in a major breach in our marriage and I had a lot of people who just didn't think I was strong enough to make sure she would never do anything like this again. Mm-hmm. So, so their advice kept being, you know, I know you're a good guy. I almost like you're just too good of a person. So if you just forgive her, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to be facing this the rest of your life. But I remember a lot of people telling me that yeah. and it was just what Lisa was saying, but they didn't think I was strong enough. What they didn't really realize is the strongest thing I could ever do was have enough faith in God and her that mm-hmm. I actually could forgive her and uh, not allow that to hurt me anymore either. Mm-hmm. And it obviously turned out to be the right thing because 22 years later, here we sit. You know, yeah. with you. Yeah, I would think, too, thinking on that, a lot of times with that, the reason we feel that way, the reason we think that way is because we have a total misunderstanding of what forgiveness really is because I think most people think that forgiveness means I'm automatically going to trust someone right. that has broken my trust when that's not the case. Forgiveness doesn't mean automatically I'm just going to trust you with everything like I did before. That's not true. And I, and I think it's just the way Satan keeps us focused on the law yep. about what forgiveness is because he knows when we forgive, we are freed and we are reenacting and doing the things that Christ has done for us and there's healing can begin so he doesn't want that so he's going to keep us focused on something that's not true about forgiveness yeah and I know one of the best quotes I think of I've heard about unforgiveness it's like taking broken glass and squeezing it in your hand like that's a pretty good image mm-hmm. of what unforgiveness does it's because it, it bears up uh, bitterness and, and anger and all those things and I was thinking about Matthew 18 it talks about when we don't forgive like we're actually letting tormentors uh, come in to torment us uh, with that bitterness and anger right. um, that we have and so but I agree babe like um, and we know that the Bible commands us to mm-hmm. forgive but I would say forgiveness is granted but trust is earned like mm-hmm. you have to earn trust right. it's got to be know. rebuilt over time rebuilt. Mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. good yeah, and I, th- I think one of the reasons why God did put it in the form of a command, because we think, so therefore we're just having to do this because we're told to do it. But he commanded it because he knows if we can live that lifestyle, how much better it be for us. Mm-hmm. So he's not commanding it, again, for punishment for those right. that, right. that struggle with it. He's He's commanding it because you will be a better mm-hmm. person. It's in our best interest. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's is what God's commands design. are all about, right? Yeah. yeah. And also in Ephesians... Um, Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate, forgiving others. Well, if you are kind and compassionate 
then your next step is to forgive. I mean, that's what that verse tells me. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is being kind and compassionate to one another because you are forgiving them just as Christ, your God, forgave you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, another verse just talks about, you know, if you don't forgive, that bitter root mm-hmm. is going to um, grow up and defile, mm-hmm. you know, your life and the people around you. Right. And... um so to me, it's just, you know, God knew it was the best thing that we could ever do to forgive. I think that's why he made it, you know, a command. Kind of like, do not kill, do not murder. Well, when you murder, it's it's not in your best interest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have abortion in my past. Whenever I did that, that was not in my best interest or in the interest of my baby. Um, and so I know... Um, in order for God to say, do not murder, then he must say, well, that's not in your best interest. Well, mm-hmm. same thing with forgiveness. Forgive other people. Because if you don't forgive them, how am I going to forgive you? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we have done so many more things to people, uh, I mean, to God, than we than we could ever do or anybody could ever do to us. Right. You know, we have harmed him much more. Right. Okay. And I always say the, the words matter. Um, I remember <clears throat> toward the end of uh, Lisa's mom's life, she died about three years ago, and we had had a tough time. And she and I have always had a had had a difficult relationship. So early it was my fault. Later it was probably more hers. But she was sick and she had COPD, and so she was the, she was back and forth to the hospital a lot because she couldn't breathe, you know, and had a lot of issues. And Lisa, we were here at WFR at our church, and we just sat down. You know, because we're out of town, so we're excited about being here. We just sat down. Lisa gets a text, you know, that they were taken to the hospital in an ambulance. So, so she got up and she took off and, and went, and I stayed here. She was like, "Just stay, it's okay." Well, I got thinking about her being at the hospital all afternoon, you know, Sunday afternoon, waiting on her mom. And I thought, well, I mean, her mom and I were not really speaking much and just having a very, you know, casual relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I went and sat down. With Lisa in the room, she was still in the ER bay, uh, just basically to be company for her. I mean, it's not that I didn't care about my mother-in-law, but I cared more about my wife. Right. And so it was really interesting because I sat down, and she's asleep in her bed, and now she's calm because they've given her some you know, steroid treatments. And she wakes up, and she sees me sitting over there. And again, I haven't been around a lot, but Lisa had been going. And she looked at me, and she said, just out of nowhere, she said, are you going to forgive me for all the hell I put you through? <laughs> but y'all know Lisa's life. Uh-huh. You imagine her voice was a lot like that. Just very, you know, just like her. And it, it really surprised me that she asked, especially because I had not, you know, we had not spoken. I said, well, I already have a long time ago. I said, will you forgive me for things I've done that have hurt you? And she said, well, I reckon so. And I said, well, well we're good then. And two months later, two or three months later, you know, I was speaking at her funeral. So the words matter yeah. mm-hmm. because now all the trouble we had and all the difficulty that one afternoon, because God, you know, you know, compulsed, you know, I had a compulsion to go that he gave me that. Uh, I was able to hear the words I needed to hear and, and her too. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there was a peace about it. And so, you know, even things like that, it's just to hear it, to say the words and to mean the words and to respond to the words. It matters. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a good lead into the next question. So, what is the solution to getting to a place to forgive? 
Well, I, I think uh, I think part of it is you can't rush it. I think a lot of couples try to go too fast, kind of like what Anne was talking about, because since you're not ready to trust, you think you're not ready to forgive, and that may or may not be true. Right. I always tell people, just because you still want to stay together doesn't mean that you still don't have to work for a while mm-hmm. till you can get to that healing place and have that true forgiveness. So don't say the words until you're ready to mean the words. And and you're right. I, I, I found that it'll take a long time to build the trust back, but it takes very little time to, to put love back in because mm-hmm. you still love that person, even mm-hmm. if they've hurt you. So I think you don't rush it, but that you have to work toward, you got to get there. Yeah. You can't stay in a relationship and not at some point get to that forgiveness because you will not have healing mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. it. And so even though it may be tough and it may be difficult, I mean, I had to make a deal with God for Lisa and I, because I didn't know how else to approach it. And basically, I just had to say, God, I trust you. I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. I do want to forgive her. And if I say the words, and I mean the words, I asked the Almighty, I said, I, I have to mean it. So you have to give me the strength to never use what's happened to hurt her or us again. And that was the deal I made. And 22 years later, I've held my end of the bargain. But it was only through God's power I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to figure out whatever it takes in you to make that move. And you don't rush it. You you let it come as it comes. And as an offending person who's hurt that person, I think you just have to be honest and consistent Mm -hmm. and allow them a time to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Don't rush. Don't say, well, you've got to, if you're not going to forgive me, this marriage can't work. You can't put pressure on somebody to do that. It's, yeah. it's like it's like a decision to follow Christ. It has to be your call, because yeah. if not, you won't meet it. Yeah, yeah. You can't make anyone forgive you mm-hmm. or grant forgiveness, right. because then it's not forgiveness. It's obligation. It's saying the right things to get you off my back and then I think that's where bitterness will definitely begin mm-hmm. to grow in people. I had a couple yeah. came into my office years ago when I worked here for the church and they sat out and it was obvious they were in, you know, in a bad way and so I said well you know, tell me what's been going on. He said it's a real simple preacher. If you just make her submit to me then we'll be fine. <laughs> and I said, well, let's just start right there. Yeah, make like her submit. I said, you realize the word submission, you can't make anybody submit. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got to have to give that up on your own. Yeah. And so that kind of started a conversation. But I think it's the same thing with that. You can't make yeah. people forgive. Yeah, so in my mind, I think it. my mind just goes to the gospel. What finally got me to a point to forgive Anna, which there was unfaithfulness on, on both of our part, was just remembering the gospel. That's the the basics of the gospel is is forgiveness and so there was a sacrifice that was made on my behalf for my past present and future sins and and so for me in in response to that to enable to forgive it was to realize that he loved me god loved me enough to to forgive me and to give me grace so in response to that i want to honor god and and so i was able to finally get to a place where i was willing to forgive so yeah yeah i'll never forget um coming to sit down and talk to y'all um after i had an affair and it had been about a month or so or long no but it's probably longer than that um coming in and trey saying all right i've decided i'm i'm ready to forgive her and i'll never forget alan saying Hmm. all right that's great and now you got to go the second mile forgiveness and that is being able to process through the healing process because forgiveness is not a one-time once and done thing for one event Mm -hmm. because we don't we can't forget like god does and so it's a 
deciding that every time I remember this and every time this comes back and it hurts again in my mind, I'm going to choose to forgive it again and I'm not going to use it. Just like y'all said, um, we ended up making that same deal. Yeah. Um, after y'all's advice and your story, deciding that, okay, we have to get to a point to where we're done just, you know, seething and anger over this and we're pursuing healing and we can never bring this up again in a hurtful way. Now we talk about it all the time um, and it doesn't hurt. It's to help other people. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. if you remember, like there was a time when uh, we drove by the place where the, the meeting happened between you mm-hmm. and the guy. And I looked at you and I said, I still forgive you. And yeah. you said, I'm, I'm still, still sorry. I'm still sorry. <laughs> and so it made me think about the verse when, when Jesus said, um, how many times shall we forgive? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not seven times, but 70 times seven. Sometimes that can be for the same thing. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, someone waits to forgive because they're waiting to feel like it. Like you'll probably never forgive right. if you wait to feel like it. So you have to, to make the decision uh, based off the mm-hmm. gospel, I think. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, Lisa and I, we'd, we're very similar to you guys in our story and I can remember when you know, we with since we've been telling our story and then wrote books and things like that Lisa will have a particularly difficult time where we've had to we've been speaking a lot and sharing our story and we're so open with it but it's still talking about hurtful things I mean you know mm-hmm. it's all still there in terms of where it was but Lisa will say you know she'd look over at me we'd be driving home from an event or something she'd say you know I'm so sorry that you know, I put you through that, and then I say what you said. I always say, but that's why I forgave you, mm-hmm. and that's why we're where we are. So it's a constant reminder for both mm-hmm. of us. And I love her humility in that you know she still has that memory of you know never wanting to hurt me like that. But then I love being able to say, but God was so much bigger, mm-hmm. uh, just like you said. I mean, He was yeah. so. Much. And the fun thing for us with you guys is since we've been a part of your whole story. Is that, you know, I still remember like it was yesterday, and I'm sure now it's been, I don't know, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And of, of exactly the moment when both of you just like, you know, released things to God and just being able to witness that and see it and then to see what God has done in your marriage and in your ministry since is to get to witness that in other people. I mean, you get to feel it when it happened to you, but mm-hmm. to see other people yeah. and to watch it, which of course is what motivates all of us to do what we do. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Mm-hmm. I think that in a nutshell, how do you get to a place where you can truly forgive someone and just sitting here thinking, listening to all of us talk about it and our own personal experiences, it it takes a surrendered relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, you won't, I just don't know that you can truly forgive someone for big hurts. I don't know that anyone ever really does without a relationship with Christ because I don't think you can really grasp forgiveness without that without what he's done well and i think you have to look at at yourself too mm-hmm. um you know one of the things that that i do is whenever somebody harms me or says something snooty or whatever um you know i i look at them and i go i wonder what's happening mm-hmm. in their life mm-hmm. i wonder i wonder who hurt them today why did mm-hmm. they lash out at me you know, I, I, I haven't done anything to them, but so why did they lash out at me? So I think one of the things, and this is what I try to do, is I try to put myself in other people's shoes. And I try to understand where they're coming from. Um, as a child, you know, I have molestation in my past. And, and I, you know, I tried to reason why he would do something like that to me. And... 
um, it's, you know, one of the reasons is because it was done to him. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I try to do that with other people as whenever we're talking to them or something or, or you know, somebody hurts me. I'm just thinking, I, I, wonder, I wonder what happened. I wonder mm-hmm. what happened to them. I wonder how they were hurt, you know, mm-hmm. because hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. you know. And so you, I think a lot of times we just need to sit back and go, all right, let's let's just try to understand the situation. Right, there. Mm-hmm. which is such an important tenet because Jesus was was and is the most empathetic. Because she's talking about empathy, he's the most mm-hmm. empathetic man that's ever walked on the earth because he loved and forgave sinners, and yet he never sinned. Mm-hmm. So how much empathy does it? Right. There's nothing he experienced himself. Right. I mean, we've had experiences that have now shaped us to be the people we are, but he never had that, and yet he was so full of love yeah. that mm-hmm. he could offer forgiveness. So I think the more we're like him, and I agree with you, Anna, it would be very difficult without understanding that sort of sacrifice mm-hmm. and right. submission, without and being able to really be extemporary. And you know, the thing is, like, uh, you can you can be a Christian. And know all that like that's that you you guys remember our story there was a time when i just could not bring myself to to forgive anna uh, even though there was a part of me that wanted to i just could not because of the hurt or, or the bitterness that that built up or whatever it was but for me personally it was going back to like matthew 7 that says you got to take the the plank out of your eyes so you can see the speck mm-hmm. and that's hard when you when you've been hurt like that to take the plank out of your eye you know because you're the one hurt but once I finally did, it, it brought me to a place to remember how what, what, what you kind of said, like, you know, Jesus was without sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at my past, which was pretty bad, you know, with as far as sexual sin and things like that. And when it just hit me, like, he forgave me for all of those things, like gone, yeah. you know. And so it brought me to of a place to where I could finally and fully forgive Anna. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that was huge in our marriage. So any final thoughts before uh, we close out? Uh, I'd like to say that one of my, you mentioned a couple of passages. One of my favorite passages about forgiveness is the story in Luke 7. So I would encourage uh, the podcast listeners to go there and read it about the sinful woman who was at the feet of Jesus. Because Jesus says something very powerful at the end of that story he was telling. In in verse 47, he said, he tells Simon, who who was a very judgmental man who was watching this situation. He tells Simon, he said, to the person who has been forgiven much, they will love much. But to the person who has been forgiven little, they will love little. And he meant Simon and this woman because she had been just pouring her heart out the whole time. And then he, you know, basically says, you know, your faith is, is what saves you. So I, I love that picture. If we want to have a capacity to love, whether it's our spouse, our family, our kids, other people, if we want to have this huge capacity to love, then according to what Jesus says, we have to have a huge capacity to forgive and receive yeah. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I think it directly, you know, measures your capacity to love is mm-hmm. your capacity to forgive and to accept forgiveness. So I would just encourage, you know, all of the listeners out there to check out that text because it, it really has shaped me a lot and, yeah. and helped me to realize that. It's funny you share that story because it kind of, again, reminds me of that story where you had, you know, you have Simon there and then you have the prostitute mm-hmm. and Simon's like, why are you talking to this woman? You know, why are you letting her wash your feet? He was really a private head though. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's like Jesus was saying, it's like, it's not that this woman needs my love and forgiveness any more than you do. It's right. just that she knows she needs it. Exactly. And right. you really don't think you do. That's yeah. exactly yeah, And that's kind of the place I was in. I, uh, and I think that uh, in that passage where he talks about those who have been forgiven little, um, 
God forgives all of our sins. But I think the thing is, some people don't feel as though they have mm-hmm. such major sins. Yeah. So if you don't feel as though you've you've sinned that much against God and you don't need that much forgiveness, then mm-hmm. he's saying, well, there's no way you can love. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't love to the capacity if you can't see how much I have forgiven yeah. you. That's so true because I think ultimately like our concept of God and his grace and forgiveness is what brings us to that place of mm-hmm. forgiveness. Right. Well, look, we thank you both, uh, Alan and Lisa, for joining us. We'd love to have you guys back uh, at some point mm-hmm. and uh, share with us some more. And we thank all of you guys so much for checking out the WFR Marriage Podcast. And we do want to encourage you to take whatever step you need towards forgiveness, uh, regardless of the magnitude of the hurt, because until we forgive, uh, we are the ones who are in bondage, and as we said, that bitter root grows up within us and controls us. And uh, um, so, if you have any questions or a thought about our podcast, feel free to reach out to us at reengage at wfrchurch.org. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time on the WFR Marriage Podcast. <laughs>